You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Along with Big Daddy Ty and JPZ, we're here until midnight. Then it's Freddie and Fitz on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Mr. Damer, hello. Larry, how are we feeling tonight? We're feeling pretty good, my friend. How are you holding up? Well, the Rangers came out with as impressive a performance as you really could have tonight. Well, let's start there. Outstanding. They were great. And I'm going if 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 I'm allowed to take just a, a little bit of credit. A little bit of credit. Gordon on Sunday before their pregame, I said, because they had scored one goal in two games, I said they will score today and that will get them rolling. And now they've had what, seven goals in their last two games? What a difference. What a difference. Well, I know that the the theme of the the run has been when things look their worst, they play their best. But I got to be honest, after that game too, I felt like that was such a demoralizing game. And you know the the the, the fact that they weren't really supposed to be at this stage. You know, okay, fine. This team is is clearly better than you. Doesn't look like they're better anymore. I can tell you that. I mean, the the Rangers came out on fire tonight, never let up. And out of all the games of the series, this one has been the most comfortable win a team has gotten so far. So you got to feel good. Now a best of three series. You've come back from down 2-0. You came back in the last round from down 3-1. You got to feel good going back to Carolina, hoping to steal one. No question. And this would be the one I think you can steal, Gordon. Because, listen, Carolina is fantastic at home. They play the matchup game better than anybody else. They Because they're home, they have the last line change, so they can do what they need to do, right? On the road, they don't do much. They, they seem to struggle. They've been just brutal on the road during this postseason, haven't won a game. So for you, if you're the Rangers, you have to go in there with the mentality of, you know, we got them on the ropes here. Let's see if we can't do what we need to do and, and steal this one, as you mentioned, and bring it back here to New York and, and wrap it up. The one thing that I've noticed and, and – you know, listening to LaGreca and all the folks that that's been talking Rangers is the fact that Carolina doesn't really score a lot of goals, Gordon. They, they, they really, they play to keep you from scoring so they don't have to score a lot. <laughs> and, and if that's the case, if you can put points on the board, you know, that's going to help you out against them. Well, you, the Rangers certainly came closer to winning in Carolina than Carolina came to winning here. Yes. Yep. So that's got to make you feel, I mean, the game one, you, you're two and a half minutes away. Even game two was only one nothing. Now it didn't feel like you were ever going to score in game two, but still, <laughs> even then it was still only one nothing. So yeah, I mean you you have to feel a whole lot better. And plus, it's another example of the trend that when the when the chips are down, the Rangers perform. They don't have a glass jaw, Gordon. You can no, see that they, clearly. They, they can they can fight. They're they're not a team that gives up. They fight. They fight. We have a couple of messages here from the Ranger fans who leave in the garden. 1-800-919-3776. Gosh, you got to feel so good about your team right now. Tell us what it was like in the garden. I can tell you from watching it on TV, Gordon, that place was on fire. Oh, well, you knew that, fire. right? I mean, oh, especially when you get the lead and, and you're, you're, you got the game three win, you're coming into tonight just looking at – I mean, this is it, right? Either you're – Back in the series, tied 2-2, or you're on the brink of elimination. And you, you, I mean, at that point down, I know they came back 3-1 last time, but down 3-1 again, it would be tough to, to be able to, to, to recover from that. But uh, this is what it's all about tonight, getting this win like that. And, and not just getting the win. I mean, you were in command. Yeah. Yeah, you were dominating. And it's good to see Igor Shosturkin back. <laughs> 
he doesn't look like the same guy that was in the Pittsburgh series, does he? <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, he has been uh, he, he, uh, he their their formula. <laughs> there's there. I guess there's more than one way to win, but every way that the Rangers are going to win is going to be with Shesterkin playing really, really well. Yeah, so yeah. that was again the case tonight. And once again, they had some power play. They took they took advantage of the power plays. Uh, they they did it. They, listen, there's nothing you can say bad about this team, and they even defended their. You know, they continued to, to defend their teammates at the end of the game. A little, you know, a little, little physicality. Well, yeah, a little Take little fisticuffs, right? Take this with you as you go back to Carolina. Exactly. Nice. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Let's talk to Paul. Paul's from Marlboro. He's leaving the game. On he starts us off on ninety eight seven ESPN. What's up, Paul? Hey, thanks, guys. Glad to start off. I went to three games in round one, and then I've been to the two home games here. And everyone said, everyone I talked to before the game said they felt good. The energy felt right. And from the puck drop, the Rangers were playing exactly the right way, had the right energy. The first nine-minute stretch before the first TV timeout, you could see it was like this was the right team playing the right way. And you guys said it already. This is the one game or the game where we felt the most like we were the better team. We did everything we wanted and played right. So, yeah, it's absolutely phenomenal. This team can, can go far if they play this way. No question about it, Paul. Thanks for checking in. 1-800-919-3776. Carl's in the car. Hey, Carl, you're next on 98.7. Hi, guys. How you doing? Love the show. Um, I just want to get your guys' take on Igor's play. I think he's playing great. Looks like a brick wall, and I think we're taking game five and we're coming back for game six. Thanks, guys. All right, Carl. Thanks for checking in. Gordon, I'll say this, uh, and we just talked about it. He looks great, but give some credit to the folks around the net, too. Uh, blocking shots, diving before the puck even gets to him on occasion. Uh, they've done a better job in front of the net to give him visit, you know, keep, keep his visibility clear so that he's been able to well, you know, make the moves and do what he needs to do. Yeah, uh, and this is kind of the guy you thought you were going to get in the last series, right? And then the, they had the games in Pittsburgh. He's able to rebound from there. But this has been more of what you expect from the guy who's going to win the Vesna, is up for the Hart Trophy, is all this type of thing. So, uh, no, he's been great. He's been great. And, and you know, I, I, I'm, I'm assuming there's other teams that can win in other ways, but it feels like with the Rangers, he, he has to be the given. If he doesn't play well, they probably don't have much of a chance, but he's played great. He really has. John is next on 987 ESP. What's up, John? Hey, Larry Gordon. Let, 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 me, let me just tell you, this was a great game, and the garden has been hopping. You can tell it. I, I heard you guys say you can tell it on TV that the garden, that the garden has been hopping. The garden has been hopping. What, what the hell does that mean? I have not been uh, hopping, no. <laughs> no, no. Well, thank, thank, thank goodness. I, yeah, I think everybody's grateful about really. that. But, but let, let me just tell you this. I, I think the key to the win tonight was a guy named Ryan Lindgren, who played incredible defense, stood up at the end of game three when Max Domi took a shot at him. Uh, Ryan Lindgren has been incredible. And ever since he came back in that Penguin series, this team has looked a lot different. And uh I'm going to hang up and listen, but man, am I as a Ranger fan pretty excited. And by the way, thanks to my dad for bringing me tonight and also my sister for coming with me. Ah, that's good. A little family affair at the Garden tonight. Thanks, John. I'm glad you had a good time and the Rangers won for you in person. That's good. But, you know, Gordon, I, I think you make a great point about being able now for here's what you have to do. You really, if you're the Rangers, you have to look at game five as, as 
is you, you got to have that game. Yeah, you don't want to go. You don't want to go back to them down three two with a with back having to win the next two. Otherwise, that's it. I mean, you don't want. That's not what you want. No, uh, but this one tonight, you know, like the fact that um, the the two nothing lead, you know, like some series two nothing doesn't feel like all that much tonight. It felt like a lot. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It just felt like with the way that goals have just been at such a premium, especially in Carolina. Uh, when the Rangers come out in that first period and they're already up 2 nothing, you think to yourself, if you didn't feel good before that, you're certainly going to feel good after it. Yeah, no question about it. And like you said, you know, the style of play was good. Mm-hmm. They were aggressive. And this is the thing that I was a little concerned about because we did see it in the Pittsburgh series, Gordon, where they came out flying and then they kind of burnt themselves yep. out. <laughs> let, let, it, let, it, let it go with the rope a little bit, yeah. Yeah, but they haven't done it in these two games. And no. this is what we talked about earlier, and, I, and I've spoken about it a lot, with other teams. It's, it's watching young teams learn how to win, right? And so they learn from that experience of, okay, we, we made that Pittsburgh series much tougher than it had to be because we should have won that first game. That first game had no business going into triple overtime and you're losing that first game. All right, so you learn from that. You understand how to, you know, keep the pressure on, but keep your emotions in check, and you play and you perform. And, you know, listen, they are, you know, they're right back in this series, and they're one away from having big control and being able to control their own destiny, which is nice. And you've needed to take care of home ice. What is this, the fourth or fifth win in a row Mm -hmm. at the Garden that they've had? So, I mean, check that one off the list as well. I mean, that's – I know the last series they had home ice. This one they don't. But when you're down 2-0 and you need those wins to get this one tonight the way you did, it, it's got to make you feel like things are kind of going – I know there's no carryover from one game to the next, but mm-hmm. it, it, it felt like tonight you didn't just play better, but you were better. Right. Like exactly. the way that they were able to control that game pretty much from start to finish. It just felt like you were a better team and – and after losing two games, the way you lost them down there, again, no carryover, but it just kind of feels like this series is moving in their direction, the Rangers. It definitely does. You you have to feel the momentum shift in this game, if, if, in this series, if you're the Rangers. And it's about, you know, taking advantage of it. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Mavericks and the Golden State Warriors, apparently there's some water coming in from the roof and not one but two places. And it's Mavericks are bringing leaks all over the place right now. And it's strategically near the uh, Warriors bench. Strategically. Uh, because water runs. Cuban uh, has to uh, pay for a new roof there or something, right? <laughs> well, you know, you, Maybe get, one oh. of the Shark Tank guys can help him out with that. <laughs> you would think. Get but then a again, couple of scrub daddies on that roof. Hey, listen, since it's American Airlines, maybe they'll do it. Their name's on the building. Yeah, that is true. (laughs) Say back to the phones, getting the thoughts of some Ranger fans who are at the game. 1-800-919-3776. Chad's in the car. What's up, Chad? You're next on 98.7. Hey, guys. I just want to give uh, three shout-outs. And first, I'll start by saying that traffic after a win is so much better than traffic after a loss. (laughs) But, But... First, the the fans tonight were absolutely electric. You can probably hear it in my voice. It was a little quieter in the second because I think people were trying to gain some strength back. Two, Drury, God, that that guy deserves so much credit. He was questioned for his offseason moves, but look at what he did, bringing toughness to this team, Reeves sticking up for everyone and 
getting back at Domi after the end of the game and then all the deadline moves that have brought a lot of toughness and experience to, to this team. And then uh, and I don't even know what three is. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm loving this team. Oh, Gallant, he's just saying and setting the right energy for the team to come out and, and keeping the momentum. But that's all I got. It was an amazing game. Uh, game six is just going to be just as wild. Thanks, guys. All right, Chad, thanks for the phone call. You know, we, we've, we've spoken about this a lot, right? We've, we've talked about – you can see what Thibodeau did with the Knicks when he came. You could see what Buck Walter's doing with the Mets as he's been there. And listen, Gallant's done a great job with this Rangers team. There's no question about it. Well, look, the Garden is an electric place during playoff runs. Unfortunately for the Knicks, we've not really got to experience that any time recently. But uh, the Ranger and, and the Ranger fan as well is as engaged as you can be. So the fact that the team is playing as well as they are, I there was not a point in the game of any playoff game this year that I've I've thought to myself, well, the the Garden is loud, and I'm surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you just kind of expect that to be the case. Yeah. No question about it. August is in Smithtown. Hey, August, you're next on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Larry Gordon, man. Nice to hear some hockey people on, on ESPN radio. Love it. <laughs> I think that's the you first time I've ever been guy. referred to as a hockey person. <laughs> well, I didn't know, but you are, man. You're, no. you're, I mean, you're a man. Well, look, I'm enjoying it. It's fun. Playoff hockey is always fun. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, that was really that was a good point that last caller made about uh, Drury, you know. But I don't know if you guys realize this or not. Golan has turned it around for me because I'm, I'm, my brother and I, we go nuts, uh, you know, analyzing this team. And I don't know if you guys heard this. Uh, Ray Farrell said he ran down the bench today and, start, and, and yelled at his forwards and said, stop watching the game. Stop watching the game. In other words, get out there and play some hockey, you know, because they started to, like, you know, like just get a little relaxed there, you know, with the mm. do-nothing lead. And I tell you, that was sweet. <laughs> Got to feel good, August. Thanks for the phone call. You got to feel good about it, the way your team is playing right now. Uh, Let's talk to Phil and Lawrence. Phil, you're next on 98.7. Hi, guys. I'm coming off from the Ranger game. was in Section 102 right behind Mr. Igor. I got to say one thing. This Mr. Cop is amazing. Andrew Cop is amazing. I believe you. (laughs) And you had... And you had a great view to watch Igor Sisterkin, didn't you, Phil? Thanks for the phone call. I mean, can you imagine Gordon sitting right behind the goalkeeper on a couple of, of, of you know, the yeah. switch, goals, switch nets, obviously. But on a couple of them, whenever you had the chance to sit behind him, that's got to be a great feeling to sit behind him and watch him work. Yeah. I mean, that one that was, like, deflected and yeah. um, off the skate, was it? Uh, that was amazing. So, yeah, look, he's – He's the he's been the real deal in this series. You know, last series was a little shaky. You're wondering, you know, first playoff experience, but maybe that's also him kind of settling in a little bit, right? I mean, you get you have to start to. It's not just about when the when the season is over. Oh, you had playoff experience. No, you're getting it as you go. So they played mm-hmm. seven last time. This is four more. So I mean, he's he's kind of a playoff veteran now. I mean, yeah. you should be kind of used to it. No, no doubt about it. Eddie's in Hoboken. Eddie, you're next on ninety eight seven. Hey, good evening. I was at that game tonight, and as the goalie goes, Shesterkin, so does the Rangers. Defense wins games. Like Marty Brodeur, Patrick Roy, when you have a great defense in front of you, so that spells for a championship contender team. And the Rangers, they defended so well tonight. They were amazing. Thank you very much for taking my call. Love you, guys. All right, Eddie. Thanks for the kind words. Thanks for checking in. 
defense defense helps you out, but Gordon scoring some goals, <laughs> that's what wins games too. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> nice to not have everything be so nip and tuck, right? Like, yeah, it's nice exactly. to I, – look, when you win one of those games that it comes down to the third period or it comes down to overtime, it's 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 exhilarating. But you know what? I don't I don't hear anybody complaining tonight, <laughs> right? Nope. You had a 2-0 lead in the first period. You can kind of take it a little bit – you know, not that they players are, but, you know, you can you can settle into the game. You can feel a little comfortable because with these two teams, 2-0 feels bigger than 2-0. You're right. It is. Bob's in South Dakota. He's next on 98.7. What's up, Bob? Now, if he says he wants to the hey, game, man, I think he's I, lying. <laughs> no, I'm not lying. I live in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and I listen on my, uh, oh, my Amazon okay. device. All right. I thought you were going to say and, you went to the game. That's what I was going to say, Bob. No, 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 no. I, I listen to the game on my Alexa device, and Dave Maloney and, and Kenny Albert do a fabulous, fabulous job on the calls. And I love how the Rangers have got all all of the areas working again. Especially these last two games. I mean, you've got to have balance if you're going to if you're going to, if you're going to be successful. And you know, um, if you don't have scoring, you you can have scoring. But if you don't have defense, you don't have anything. It's got to be scoring and defense. And by the way, Chris Kreider is my is my favorite player on, on the Rangers. And of course, out here in South Dakota, I have no clue where I can get a, a Rangers cap, or else I would buy buy one if I knew where to get it and wear it proudly. And I don't have, I don't use uh, uh, one of those uh, new phones they got. I got a flip phone yet, but I'm telling you what, uh, I look for the Rangers to win this series, and I look forward to going them going to Tampa and getting even with, with the Lightning because in 2015 that was a Horrible loss in the seventh game, and uh, I and I look forward to, to getting getting even with them, but then going on and taking out whoever is in the West, whether it be Edmonton or whether it be uh, the Avalanche. You know, I I looking forward to a, whole, a, lot, a lot of good hockey yet. All right, Bob. Well, you enjoy it, my friend. Thanks for the phone call, and you know, we got the, we got the. You know, Bob's got to go online. You know, MSG.com. Well, he said he listened to the game on Alexa. You just mentioned Alexa. Where can I get one of those hats? Trust me, Alexa will tell you. Alexa will be reminding you day in, day out of where you can get one of those hats, my friend. Don't worry. Alexa knows all. Oh, Alexa's listening right now. Oh, Bob wants a hat. We got to get the people on it. Listen, if, if he's got any device, when he opens up that device, there'll be a Rangers cap on there. Oh, yeah, no question. <laughs> That's how it works. That's how it works. 1-800-919-3776. Baltimore with a 6-5 lead over the Yankees as the Yankees bat in the bottom of the 11. Mets and Giants are still tied at 1. And uh, when we return, we'll uh, talk a little bit about this Yankees situation. More injuries, Gordon. Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's like a bug that just hit. It's like DJ LeMay who scratched from the lineup today. Stanton leaves early. It's, it's, it's scary. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, let's just take a moment to send our prayers out to those fa- those families in Texas. Oh, my God. Over that tragedy today, Gordon. And, you know, I'm, I'm just I'm just going to say it. And we're not I'm not trying to be political or anything. I'll just say this. I'm really tired of, of being of saying this about prayers out to these families who have lost someone because of these mass shootings. It's getting old, Gordon, and something needs to change. It really does. Yeah, it just feels like anything you say in this moment, uh, you know, it's 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 just 
it's just empty, right? I mean, there's yeah. nothing. There's not nothing gets done, but um, it's just awful. It's just uh, it's just an awful, awful story, and you see it, and unfortunately, it's way too familiar. Yeah, I mean, it's just it happens. Way, uh, I mean, if it ha- happened one time, it would be the worst thing ever. And the fact that it's not happened just one time is is incredible. And it's just, and and it's happening more and more often, unfortunately. Right. Just uh, and, and just to share a little bit, uh, my mm-hmm. wife, as I've brought up before, is a teacher, and right. uh, today she actually had to go to a funeral for one of her students, a kid. It's just. Was just one of the the sweetest, respectful kids uh, that you could ever have, and um, you know that that that's a terrible, I mean, awful, right? The worst, yeah. the worst thing that can ever happen, and uh, and then you see this news today where it's I don't even know what the accurate numbers are now. I know the numbers just keep climbing, so yeah. I'm not going to say a number right now. But oh my God, it's just uh, it's unimaginable, right? It it, is. That that's not uh, of all the things that we deal with in life. There's a range of things that you think, oh, this is bad news, or that's bad news, or oh, we got to do this, or we got to do that, and, and that's not one of the things that you should ever have to think about. Yeah, it's um, it's awful. It is. It's really awful, and obviously for your your wife, it really yeah. hits home as as a school teacher. It, it you know, I mean, I how, know how you, you know, the, even the people that sur- uh, I, I should probably not go down this road, but uh, you just think about the people that survive. You yeah, know, their lot, their, their lives are. They're li- they will live their lives in two sections now, before yeah. this day and after this day. And, and just... some of them, Gordon, are going to have to go through therapy. Because of why me? Why not me? Why did right. I survive? Oh, my God. Right. Can of you course. imagine that? That's even the other thing. That's what's so scary. It's, it's just it's, it's rough. It's rough. It really is. So, once again, all we can say is our prayers go out to them and, and can't imagine what they're going through, Gordon. I just, oh, I just can't God. imagine. Uh, awkward transition. Yes. But, um you know, this is what we do. To try right, to right. This is why we focus on what we things. do, right? So we can, yeah. you know, be at the toy store and, and, and deal with wins and losses and things that we can cope with. And this is a nice comeback win for your Yankees, Gordon. Oh, I'm man. telling you, this is Needed a nice it. win. This is <laughs> Needed a nice it, Larry. <laughs> I couldn't take another day of losing to the Orioles, Larry. Come on. I mean, the amount of people the Yankees have lost in the last – I mean, they were cruising, Larry. Best record yeah. in baseball, winning every day. And then, as you mentioned earlier, right? I mean, it starts with, with Chad Green. Well, I guess it starts with the, 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 the COVID stuff, right? So they lose yeah. Donaldson. They lose Gallo. They lose Green to the injury. They lose Chapman to the Achilles. They lose Stanton this game. They lose LeMayhew earlier today. King has not been as good as he was. No. Luizaga is struggling. I mean, so all of a sudden, it's amazing. You get off to this amazing start. You get One day you're getting compared to the 98 Yankees, and then the next day you're on the verge of losing two in a row to the Orioles. So, uh, yeah, had it all the way, Larry. Never absolutely, a doubt. Absolutely. But this is, you know, our Pat O'Keefe, who fills in sometimes here at 98.7, also does pre and post with Dan Grasso of Rangers and Knicks. He tweets out, Trevino sparing us all another Aaron Hicks at bat with the game on the line. Oh, my God. Thank <laughs> God for that. I think I think the, the person who's most happy about that is Aaron Hicks because that the last at bat he had was about as non-competitive <laughs> an at bat as you possibly could have. And now, you know, Yankees got a little mojo with the, the walk-off wins. They have five walk-off yeah. wins already this year. So that's a – it didn't feel like they had five all of last year, but I'm sure they did. But it, it feels like they've had a lot of these kind of moments so far this season. And, and, it, and you like it when it's – not that you like the injuries, but when other guys step up and Trevino's stepping up tonight with a home run, walk-off yeah. hit. So yeah. all good stuff. 
It's nice. I mean, three hits tonight, including the game winner for him. And this, listen, this is something you need, especially from that catcher's position that hasn't exactly been, uh, you know, no, no, they don't the exactly hits. have the combination of Johnny Bench back there. That's for sure. No, <laughs> you know. But uh, listen, like I said, you got the win, and that's the bottom line. I guess as far as King is concerned, Gordon, you, you you knew he wasn't going to be that way. He was going to have some bumps in the road. So I think it's just a stretch he's going through. I still think he's got great stuff. He's going to be okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It's just that you can't really afford the regression right now. With Chapman yeah, being yeah. out, Green going down, Loisega still going through his stuff. Uh, you you kind of you, you need that two-headed monster of him and, and Holmes to, to kind of rely on. Uh, now, it's great that the starting pitching has generally been really, really good the last two nights, maybe notwithstanding. But, uh, yeah, you can't – everybody has those those lulls, and I'm sure, you know, you can't really blame King too much because he ha- he was – I mean, he was just so lights out. But for him to go from lights out to – now I think his ERA is like six or seven in his last couple of, star- his last couple of outings. Uh, yeah. You can't really afford that right now. How about Jordan Montgomery, huh? He just can't get a break, Oof, he, he, It's he amazing, break. right? <laughs> and he looked really good tonight. He, I, I mean, he was really dealing. So, uh, yeah, he can't catch a break. But it's another quality start. I mean, the Yankees uh-huh. starting staff, I, I did not really think that the starting staff was going to be the thing that you could really hang your hat on to this level. Yeah. I mean, even 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 Cole last night, I mean, he gave up the, the five runs, but – he, it was just it was the one bad inning where they were just on every single thing, and um, other than that, I mean, he won eight and he he, he takes the loss. But the, the starting pitching for the Yankees has been really strong. I didn't think it that it been. would it would turn out. I mean, Severino the last time out was really good too. So yep. it's uh, they, they're going to need it for a little while till they get some some healthy bodies, and hopefully these things are not going to be long term things. Because you talk about Stanton, and I think it was the, was it the calf that they're talking yeah. about mm-hmm. that does yeah. not. That does not sound like a, a he's just going to sit out a couple of days type thing. And I wonder if he aggravated that yesterday. Maybe he had to, he had to make a late diving catch mm-hmm. in the well, outfield. Look, I wonder if know, that's something that he tweaked it and maybe, you know, just flared up on him tonight. I'm, you know, just speculating. I, I, I I'm guessing that we're not going to hear too many cries about the Yankees resting guys now the, the no, next couple no, of days, right? No. Like now th- this playing. is – Right, and, and for all the, the talk of – and it happened a little bit earlier. Yo, you know, Stan's a different player when he plays the outfield. Why did it take them so long for him to play the outfield? This is why mm-hmm. they're – now, look, he is a different player, and you have to get him out there. I get it. But the biggest concern with him is health. If he's mm-hmm. healthy, he's going to put up numbers. But the health thing has been a, a major issue in his time with the Yankees. It just has been. Same thing yeah. for Judge. So, yeah. Cross your fingers, say a prayer. <laughs> you do, and this puts more pressure on on you know because this is uh, now you're you're looking at where's the offense going to come from, right? You're you're missing two three guys that powers your offense. Uh, you're talking about Stanton out. You're talking about DJ out, who's had a really good year. He's been hitting closer to the DJ. Obviously, mm-hmm. last year yep. he was hurt. You could see that. This is yep. much different. Much different player. You know, and and that's why this win tonight from your eight your eight nine guys getting the key hits, driving in the tying one and the running one. That that's that's a good one. It's a good one for yeah, you. especially with the Rays on deck. You know, it's all well yes. and good against the the Orioles. These are games that you're you're supposed to win and you should win. Doesn't matter how many guys you have out, you should be beating the Orioles, and uh, you need to get these wins. But I was just taking a look at one point the box score. Uh, with Stanton going out tonight, 
Uh, I'm trying to pull up what the, the, the lineup looked like. By the end, it was like Florial, <laughs> Glaber, mm-hmm. and who was the, uh, an Andujar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not you exactly. those guys. Yeah, four, five, and six of Florial, Torres, and Andujar with Kiner Falefa and Marwin Gonzalez is not exactly the way you would have, uh, you have drawn it up earlier this year. Who had a tough play at third to get that leading run in. In the top of the 11th off, mm-hmm. of, uh, yep. off Baltimore. So, you know, it's, it's an interesting situation. 1-800-919-3776. Chris is in the car. Hey, Chris, you're next on 98.7. Hey, how's it going, guys? Just want to say I was at the game tonight, Ranger game. It was a great game, great atmosphere at the Garden. I know Carolina is undefeated at home in the playoffs, but I think uh, we've Igor has shown that he's uh, taking a step up this round. We've won uh, – what is it, four out of five or something like that at home? I think we take the next game in Carolina and we bring it back to New York and we uh, we wrap this up. That's the game plan, Chris. Thanks for the phone call. I mean, that that's what Gallant's trying to get done. <laughs> win there and win here and try to finish and see who you play next. That would be nice, right? I mean, that uh, the, you're hoping that the momentum has kind of changed here and you and you got to beat them. You got to beat them once there. Yeah, uh, the, you would prefer to have it be five so you can come home and, and seal the deal in six. And, and you'd think if you do win it, if you win five, yeah, you got to feel like you're going to win the series. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Joe's in Brooklyn. Hey, Joe, you're next on 98.7. Hey, how you doing? Joe. Hello? Yeah, Joe, what you got, pal? Uh, I just want to speak about the Yankees' beautiful win tonight. That was a great win. <laughs> they needed it, I, buddy. I, Trevino's last home run, that was clutch. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, you, you're getting some some con- contributions from some guys you would not necessarily think. Now, you know me, Larry. I've always been on the I- Isaiah Kiner-Falefa bandwagon. That's I was no big, question. big IKF guy from back in the day. I always Jeez. said, this guy, he's going to come through big. Um, but uh, Trevino coming up, Marwin Gonzalez coming up. That's what you. That's that's what good team. I mean, it, it, all joking aside, that good teams find ways to win games. It's not always the the same two or three guys that win games. You have to find different guys that contribute. And mm-hmm. with with as many guys going down, this is. I, I was thinking tonight, you know, for Miguel and this might be the last chance cafe for him. I mean, yeah. he has. Has there ever been a stranger guy than he was one of the top prospects in the system? Yep. He gets a chance that year. He comes up. He's a doubles machine. Finishes second in the in the rookie of the year, and then you never. He he's never able to come even remotely close to that ever again. Now, part of it was injuries. Part of it was he just hasn't gotten the the, the like a real run. You know, like a two month. The Yankees are just not going to give somebody two months to see if they can work it out. Right. But it's just weird how you know, like with Florial. I think it was always like a projection that he could be a player. Mm-hmm. Andujar was actually a player, and he's just yeah. never – it's been four years now, and the guy hasn't hit a lick. It's amazing. He, he is almost as big of a, a mystery as Glaber Torres has been. <laughs> well, look, I mean, maybe Glaber, this is – I don't know. Maybe those first two years were always going to be the outliers, right, mm-hmm. like the 38 home runs. Mm-hmm. If you tell me Glaber is going to hit 250 – the on base has to be. He has to start walking a little bit more. But slug like four fifty. I'd sign for that right now. I'm Absolutely. Go- I'm good. I'm yeah. good. But oh, and Duhar, it's just so odd. 
it would be one thing if he was a guy that came out of nowhere, right? Like you'd yeah. never heard of him. The Yankees really didn't, but he got a chance and he, he, he put up an amazing one-year flash in the pan. But that's not who he was. He was considered one of their top prospects. He came up a little earlier, I think, than they expected. Mm-hmm. But then he has never been able to do anything since. And you know, you know who has another great opportunity right now? Esteban Florial. The he way, does. Yeah. The way that Hicks is hitting right now. Are you kidding me? If he Oof. could do anything. And, and, and Hicks actually had a couple of hits tonight. I mean, he had a couple of hits tonight, but he still has two extra base hits the entire season, Larry. Two. And, and <laughs> I mean, I know that he has, he has a great batting eye, and he gets on base because of the walks. How is he batting leadoff? I know that they have a lot of people hurt, but, I mean, he's batting leadoff? They want a leadoff walk? I let's guess. Get, let's get it going. This way we I got guess. Judgy up. We got Judgy. After that, boom, home run. We're good. But, like, if the, if the idea – of hitting judge second is because you want your best hitter to get mm-hmm. extra at bats, right? Yes, yes. Then why would you have one of your worst hitters batting leadoff? <laughs> Does that make any sense? No, it doesn't. I would rather in that scenario, I'd rather have Rizzo hitting leadoff. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, give but me a I mean, look, they're they're banged up right now. They they basically have you know four or five guys who are uh, the guys that you would would count on in the lineup. Um, it's amazing. If the Yankees get any more hurt, we're all going to be asking for for Rizzo uh, for for Gallo to get back here before. No, <laughs> I, we might get that I'll, desperate. I'll say that for you. No, that's <laughs> not what you well, want. Well, at least he has the ability to run into one every once in a while. Yes, Hicks has two extra base hits the whole year, Larry. Yeah, June he, is next week. He deserved. Can he get an off day? <laughs> oh my God! Nobody's well, getting any day off days up? anytime soon. When does his day come up? Oh, man. It's rough. It is rough. It is rough. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, before we get back to the calls, listen, I I have a lot of respect for Buster Olney. He knows and is well-connected. Gordon, I don't want to hear anything about Jacob DeGrom until he's on a mound, ready to go. And even then, like I said, I have one eye open because he's a man that has not pitched since July. What Do the Mets need him back? Absolutely. With the way the pitching is, a little, little injuries in the starting rotation, a little problem there? Absolutely. But Gordon, I have, I have conditioned myself to not be on this soap opera roller coaster bandwagon that is Jacob DeGrom. When he's back, he's back. Yeah, I mean, what's the rush? Why? <laughs> I, I know that you have some injuries in the rotation right now. I mean, 60% of the rotation is, is on the IL, but has it impacted the team in any negative way? Doesn't seem like it. So I don't see you'd love to have him back as soon as possible, but considering the amount of injuries that he has had in the last calendar year, What's the rush? What's the it would be nice to think that he will be back at some point, but I would not be drawn out dates. It's great that they're the Mets as an organization are are confident that he's going to pitch at some point this year and he's going to contribute. It's kind of hard to believe. It's like the boy who cried wolf. Yeah. It is. It is. So, you know, whenever he's back, he's back. 
Exactly. It, you, you, you don't need him. I would even say the same thing for Scherzer at this point. Like, what's the point of rushing him back? Let him take an, an extra week or so. Now, look, yeah. if, if something changes, if all of a sudden the team hits the skids or all of a sudden the Braves become red hot, that's another thing. But mm-hmm. as things sit right now, there's no need to rush either of those guys. I'd, I'd even say the same thing for Taylor McGill. There's no re, there's no real reason for McGill to be rushing back. The Mets are are in a very good spot. They're winning games. The the pitching is holding its own. The offense is carrying you. So when those guys are healthy, great because those guys. It's not about making starts in in July or August. Nope. Your hope is that those guys their money's going to be made in October. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what you know. That's when you want to see them. It is, I don't know what it is, and I guess everybody has a team that gets to you, but uh, Bassett has been outstanding for the Mets this year. He's been a great oh, pickup as whew. the number three. He's been just amazing as the three starter. And he, he, you know, the Giants gave him a rough time at, at uh, City Field. The Giants giving him, you know, a little tough time here tonight. They're up 3 1, and they just have a uh, leadoff double in the bottom of the fourth. So, uh, you know, he just he they just seem to be able to to match him, or he just doesn't have stuff when he faces them. But oh, he has been great. Yeah, I mean, he's been everything great. you could have asked for. Um, oh. I mean, the Giants are supposed to be a really good team, and yeah. I, I went back and looked today. Mets have not won more than three games in a row all year, but they've not lost more than two in a row. Mm-hmm. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's such a str- I mean, and they're rolling, right? Like you think yeah. if I told you that this team has had has played this many games, they've not won more than three in a row and have not lost more than two in a row. You think ah, maybe they're a game or two over five. Right? That's running away with it. So I know. very impressive eight start. Games, eight games over Philly, nine over Atlanta at the start of the game. Uh, start of the se- uh, start of tonight's play. This yeah, is very nice, very nice, very nice. Tom's in Carteret. Tom, you're next on ninety-eight seven ESPN. Hey, what's up, guys? Quick hey, question. Tom. Um, I just want to know whether or not you, whether you think either Judge or um, which one is the best, better outfielder, Judge or Nemo? Better outfielder? Uh, yeah, I, I think it's Judge. It's Judge. I, th- I think it's. Judge. <laughs> I like Nemo a lot. Uh, I've always kind of wanted him on the Yankees because that lefty bat and is on base. But no, I mean, Judge is a mm-hmm. is a it, when right, Judge is a mm-hmm. perennial MVP Thank candidate. You. Yeah, you know, I mean, Nemo's a good outfielder, nice night. player, but mm-hmm. he's right, not at that level. Yeah, thanks for checking in. Uh, judge the better arm. Yeah. Judge uh, Judge is the better center fielder. <laughs> he's the better center fielder. He yeah. is. He really is. I mean, you know, I And that's it, no it, slight to Nimmo. No, I th- I like Nimmo. No. He's he's Judge is better. <laughs> right. It's <laughs> no I mean, slight. He's better. That's the no. way it is. Yeah, he's he's just And listen, Gordon, uh I'm hearing Roger Maris, I'm hearing Mickey Mantle. I sent you a text last night with dollar signs. That that was me. Hey, <laughs> this this is what up. I want. I mean, could you imagine if he wasn't doing what he was doing? Oh. I mean, he's carrying the team. He is. Now, it would be one thing if he were carry, if he were awesome and the team was not winning games. Because then yeah. that really kind of puts you in a t- – like, do you spend, you know, let's say $275, 300000000 million on a guy mm-hmm. to keep him – when you're already spending a fortune, but the team isn't any good. That's yeah. one thing. But no, right. the team's been good. He's the main reason why the team's been good. I-, I want him to make as much money as humanly possible. And stay on the Yankees. And stay on the Yankees. Of course. <laughs> I'd love him to have a... Now, look, I, I mean, is, is there going to be some team that spends more than $300 million? Like We keep saying, oh, the price tag keeps going up. The price tag keeps yes. going up. 
at some point it's got to shut off. Like, what team is spending more than three hundred million dollars on a guy like Aaron Judge? Yeah, I, I just the only I'll tell you the only person that I think it would seem to make sense is Steve Cohen mm-hmm. because you know I don't know how this Met season is going to go, but say it, it ends short of a World Series title, right? right. Right. They get into the playoffs. They lose in the championship series. They go into the offseason. He has that taste now that, you know, we, we got to push it over the top. Any limits on him, it, it's almost like he gets a limit, and that, that, may, that makes him grow stronger to break mm-hmm. through the limit. Yeah. So if he spent all that money on Max Scherzer last offseason to be able to steal away a, a, a star from the Yankees, Add him to his team that's on the cusp of doing something they've not done since 1986. To me, that that's the – are the Dodgers going to spend that much money? Are the Giants going to spend that much money? Like, who's this team, that this mystery team that's going to spend upwards of $300 million on a 31-year-old Aaron Judge? I don't know. I mean, listen. He's worth more talent-wise and power-wise – than, than what Lindor's giving me right now. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I'm paying what three hundred thirty. Yeah, I'm paying a lot of money. Thirty-two million a year or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't really think that the limit is going to. Sh- you know, other teams will have a budget. I think that he's Cohen's the one guy in all of baseball who does not have a budget. Yeah, yeah, he has, he has no budget. Yeah. And no so if, if you're looking for if you're looking for the the who who's the team it's it's got to be the Mets it yeah. just lines it up perfectly be. it would be and listen his agent knows that oh of course his agent knows that absolutely and his agent knows that we're gonna have a little fun mm-hmm. Giants up six one now Nancy having a ball in the in the Lagrange yeah. household yep I don't know if Don is is is, is Don's quiet right now yeah Don, Don, Don's a little quiet. When we return, Gordon, I have a question. My nephew sent this yesterday. I didn't get a chance to, to uh, share it with you, but I'm going to ask you this question when we return. This is from my nephew, Jay Blaze NYC. He says, Uncle O, give me a reason Cashman wouldn't go to judge this week. Offer seven years 252, which would make him second only to Trout, and why judge wouldn't accept and make it only him in, in average uh, of salary per year. And why wouldn't judge accept it? So I'm going to put Gordon Damer as uh, Aaron Judge's agent. And we'll hear what he has to say in a second. 